guys, and welcome back to our first Midweek Mayhem of House of the Dragon. Midweek Mayhem! I, of course, am your host, Sims. We have your co-host, Sheedy, hey. and a very special guest. Okay, Chris, well, let me have a... Let me, can I... Hi, hi, hi everyone. Hi. I, I don't mean to cut you off there, Sheed, but he, he called himself the host and you the co-host? I, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. Right. I feel like you guys are both equal hosts. I think We're it, both. In co-hosts. fact, if anything, you're the host. I feel like you do. You know, you do the editing. You do a yeah. lot of the social. I just, I, you know, what? I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna bet, take a step back. I'm just Fair a guest point. here. Just a guest in your guys' Zoom meeting. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'll let you introduce me. Sorry. Fair point. I'm that character from like the movie. There's always like those two bad guys in the movie, but the one bad guy yeah. is always always does a little bit more, but it's treated a little less than. And mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but, but you're no, a good guy. Yes, but thank you for being here, yeah, Runes. Yeah. Of course. I mean, he, that's a that's a way to enter a podcast right there. Just coming Sims, up. Did, did you did you expect anything else from me? Really, in all honesty, did you expect anything else from me? Now, I, I do have two questions for you guys, a couple questions for you boys, because I want to get the logistics down here. Um, I've been on, I have my own podcast, obviously, Moose and Runes, get a listen if you haven't been listening to it yet. Uh, not to plug my own pod, but I'm plugging my own pod. Well, been on a couple been, been on a couple before, so like this isn't my first rodeo, but I do want to ask, uh, do, we, do we have an explicit tag? Because I don't want to go in and may have to... If I if I let something loose, I don't want to have to make Sheedy go in and make a bleeping noise. No. So I'm just trying to be courteous to the editor here. You've listened to our as a podcast. fellow podcast editor myself. I don't want to make you do extra work. No, well. you're good. There's no. Expl- I mean, I swear more than Chris does. So that's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. Fair I mean, who the secondly, who the fuck do you think we are? Why, why I, hey, hey you explicit? know what, Sims? I listen to the podcast every week, but I'm a guest in your guys's room, and I don't want to overstep my boundaries. So I'm just Appreciate covering that. my own bases here. Nothing wrong I'm, with that. Question number two. Can I get to number two because we clearly got the answer for number one right. i think i know the answer i've heard sims respond to it a couple times what's the crispy boy policy oh yeah you actually should have probably had three or four already <laughs> oh that was a good crack that was a good go. crack we're not on video but sims how how blue are these mountains those are top 10 that's a that's a that's a pretty blue mountain those are right? white wa- those are white I walker the boy policy i just wanted to ask white walker eyes blue that those mountains are in those by the end of this podcast my my eyes are going to be white walker blue. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we're we're happy to have you on here. Um, we were actually, you know, everyone's heard a bunch about Sheedy and I's thoughts. So mm. let's let's hear your thoughts on wh- how you thought the episode went. Anything that stood out to you? Things you liked, things you didn't like. Man, it was just like it was good to have it back. Because yes. It, it, it's, and I first off, I want to thank you guys again for having me on here. I've been doing ramping up for football season with work i've just been on shows and doing article like blogs and stuff just talking non-stop like football and shit and i'm so happy to just have an outlet to, like i watched thrones the other night just to have an outlet to go talk about thrones and talk about just get my mind off other stuff so i'm really happy to be here um how is it how could anybody not like what they saw on sunday night 100%. was it a perfect episode i mean probably not absolutely perfect but like what we were looking for, what we were craving from the old seasons of Thrones, or not the old seasons of Thrones, I say the most recent seasons of Thrones. Like, we didn't get it, and I feel like this episode gave us a little bit of everything we kind of wanted. Like, it had the strategy aspect to it. It had, like, the dealings and, like, the actual, like, we're sitting at the, the you know, the, I, what's the small meeting? What do we call it? Small, small council, council table. Yeah. Like, actually talking about shit and not just like, oh, I think we should write a book called The Song of Ice and Fire. Like, we actually had like real dialogue, real conversation. 
we saw a dragon in the first five minutes. Like we saw some violence. We saw some balls get chopped off. We saw some unnecessary <laughs> sex. Like everything, yeah. it had everything, everything you want out of a first episode. And yeah. is every episode from here on out going to be perfect? No, for sure not. And there's going to be some things that we're going to like and we're going to dislike. But to get you back into the Thrones world and to get people back after how poorly they ended it, it's almost like the, the showrunners, the writers, the producers, like, knew what they did wrong, knew what was done wrong before. And we're like, all right, this is our, we're going to make up for it. This is, we're going to get everybody back. We're going to give you guys what you want. Episode one. And we're going to bring you all back in. And I thought it was just, I thought it was a very, very well done episode and, and had just about a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. I think as far as pilot episodes to go, like this almost played out more like a movie. I mean, it had like, a clear beginning gave you some background history the, in, in the middle. Like not only did they do a good job of like introducing these characters and, and their personalities, but I mean, they were somehow able to fit in dialogue where, you know, right away where people stand with each other. And also mm-hmm. they kept it interesting. They threw some violence in there. Like you said, I mean, some people would say, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but some people would say it was a little bit gratuitous with the violence, yeah, uh, with the sex and stuff. You're going to get people complaining. You know, I mean, you, you can't make everyone help happy. No. You can't make everybody happy. And, you know, being from in a situation where, like, I know what to expect and kind of know what's coming, as much as, like, most other people do, like, again, they they do have the creative freedoms and stuff, but it was good to see that they are on track with like a clear, this is our, this is what we want to put on screen and we're not going to cut any corners. We're not going to, uh, you know, remove anything. It was all true to the portrayal that we saw in the books. And I think if they keep, if they keep that up, then we're on a good, good pace here. Yeah. I think too, that like visually, like all the other stuff outside of like the story they nailed, like the visuals, uh, the music, everyone was, thrilled to have uh the composer back who did the game of thrones you know music uh and i think that as far as the first episode goes everyone's excited um the second week's episode title's been released the rogue prince it's called so i think we're going to be following damon a little bit which i'm excited i became a big damon guy week one man yeah (laughs) so wait really quick roots then out of 10 what would you have given that episode well let's see i don't hate shay so I don't, I don't have the Shea scale. I actually didn't dislike her as much as you did. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to quite go to a nine. I'm going to have like an eight. I'm honestly going to go kind of right in between where you guys were. I'm going to have it around like an eight, three. I thought nice. like, was there one absolutely spectacular thing that happened that blew me away? No, but like everything else was really, really solid. Like there yeah. was nothing bad about that episode, and you can't give it worse than an eight. And I think overall, so I'm it's like round it up just a little bit. Eight three. It's a super strong episode overall. I think the first episode of Game of Thrones gets remembered because Bran gets tossed out the window and the big Cersei like twist at the end. But outside of mm-hmm. that ending, it's sort of a pretty kind of lackluster episode. It's just Robert yeah. coming north. Everyone like a lot of the name stuff going on. I was also a little bit like, I don't want to say surprise might not be the right word, but like when I first started watching Game of Thrones, um, so I did, I essentially did like a hurried rewatch or watch of Game of Thrones to catch up with season eight by the time that everybody got there because I wanted to try it, got into it and knew like, hey, like there's no way of avoiding spoilers. So we have to be caught up and kind of hurried into it and took me a little while to kind of figure out 
everybody's name yeah. because it's they're, it, they're not Mike, Matt, and Joe. It's, you know, Rhaenerys and Damon and all. Like, so it took me a little while in the original Game of Thrones. I was actually pretty proud of myself, and I thought they did a good job in this first episode of, like, I wasn't really left questioning, wait, who's that guy? Like, I knew right. the one was probably Corliss, and I think that's because I missed his name early on, but then by the end of it, I knew his name, like, fucking Otto. That's a hilarious name for a guy Otto. in Game of Thrones. <laughs> but, like, Rhaenerys, and then, you you know, you had Viserys, and then and it was... It was they, yeah. they, Rhaenerys, sorry, Rhaenerys. I, I, I combined Rhaenyra with... And Rhaenys. Um, and Rhaenys. Uh, but, like, they did a good job of not overdoing it, but kind of reminding you who is who throughout the episode, yeah. because they are some interesting names. It is a long episode. There are, they're thrown a lot at you. I thought they did a really good job of introducing the characters and kind of subtly reintroducing to you, them to you as the episode went on. And you also had an advantage because of course you listened to our uh, two pre pre two prep episodes. Well, I can't, of course I did. That's um, okay. A quick thing before we move on here. And I think, we have to do a decent job, Chidi and I, of checking ourselves in, in this manner. If you don't um, check yourself, you are ten times more likely to wreck yourself. I've absolutely. Heard, I've no. Good reference. Uh, <laughs> Interested to see if we have the same things written down, because I was taking notes throughout Everyone's, episodes. And yeah. correcting you guys. We want you guys it, so to we'll check see. us. Uh, so uh, we, we got a couple edits from yeah. uh, Sunday's Sunday's recording, Monday's episode, and Sad. Uh, Sad. you know this is gonna like it's gonna happen, right? We're we're recording right after. Um, but you don't need to justify it, Chris. We messed up. You know we, we, we got to eat crow on this one. Better. Yeah, Tim, you can do Sims. You can just like admit when you're wrong. Sometimes it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Just like hey, admit it. Just admit that's it. What that's, that's what that, that is. is. What I'm currently doing. So, but okay. Uh, first, yeah, you're submitting it with excuses. But that's <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. First uh, one was one that I think I know. Definitely, this definitely doesn't go deeper than my Game of Thrones. That, that, that comment definitely. This is years. This is building. Way than Game of Thrones is strictly just Game of Thrones. This is healthy. Uh, the first one I had noticed, and actually, I think while we were recording it, like as we said it in my head, I was like, I think we're wrong on this one. We said the king for a day, in reference to Balon, who was, of course, Emma and Viserys' son who died. It's it's air for a day. Hey, you know, I, I, I kind of like when you guys said that and I heard you guys on the pod, I thought I misheard, but like, it's yeah. the same. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like, we, we yeah. knew exactly what you meant. So don't worry about that. Okay, guys. Best, whatever. And then the second one that I noticed, um, so Gawain Hightower, who was the knight that was jousting Damon, um, was actually Otto's son in the show. So I guess they combined Otto's two brothers into one older brother who's Lord Hobart. Hightower. Hmm. Yeah, so I was incorrect by saying that that was his brother. It's actually his son, which makes it yeah. even more wild that Damon then goes and asks, asks Allison for her favor after just housing her brother. That's yeah, kinda, yeah, it's actually that's power move. That's kind of that's kind of awesome. But Hobart, that's pretty awesome. Hobart Hightower is Otto's older brother, and he is the uh, Lord of Old Town, right? Lord of Hightower. Lord of Hightower in Old Town, and he's uh, the Lord of Old Town. Lord of Hightower. Do you benchmark a lot? In Old Town. Yo, dude. That actually, wow. That's, that's he crushed benchmark the real Old, old town. town. Yeah. <laughs> um, but safe to say he's the one, well, not safe to say, but one could assume he's the one that Otto sent that raven to uh, mm-hmm. when he was trying to do that power grab after King Viserys' wife's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. So let's so let, let's visit that for a second. Where, what do you think that raven contained? So at the end of the episode, um, Otto Hightower, after kind of after he finds out that um, 
that uh, the heir for a day died, and then Alicent is you know sent into Viserys's chambers. Yeah, he sends a raven to Old Town. So what do, what do we think? What do we think the uh, what was contained in that raven? That My, letter. I mean, it's got to be something. You know, he's probably telling them. You know, well, obviously at that point, every every lord in Westeros had known that the queen had been dead. I'm sure. Yeah. But it's got to be something. I mean, because I'm sure Hobart and Otto's um, desires are probably closely tied on what could happen for House Hightower, like how high they could raise or rise, I guess. And I'm sure it was something along the lines of like, maybe he was just telling him, like, I'm going to try to get Allison in with the king. Um, you know, they're aren't they like one of the richest houses in Westeros? They're one of the oldest, right? Yeah, so I, I think it's important to recognize that the high towers were absolutely shafted when the old Gardner kings died. So the Gardners right. were the kings of the Reach and were eliminated by Aegon the Conqueror. Um, and then Aegon named uh, Tyrell the Lords of the Reach because the Tyrell guy handed over um, uh, Love the Tyrells. High Garden. So so basically the high towers were skipped over and they they still feel shafted to the time that we're seeing now. So Otto, you know, has to have some pride where he's coming from to, to kind of try to boost himself into being the father of the eventual queen. Yeah. I will say that I, I know what happens in the Dance of Dragons, but I don't have, like, the breakdown step-by-step chronological, like, what would happen next. But um, so my guess on that is just purely a guess, not based in much. But I am curious to see what Otto's uh, intentions are. Ruins any opinions there? You know, I I, I think it's some sort of because it was after he sent Alicent in to, uh, as Sims would say, shmang the queen, right, or the king, right? I, I think I think I think it was after. Or it was like whether he was, was sending it whether, when he called her in. Was, yeah, whether it was before or after, he knew what was about to happen. Yeah, he um, he knew what he was doing. I think it was some sort of raven to whether it was the some sort of like, hey, I don't know like obviously who it was to, but some sort of like, like, hey, like some shit's about to go down. Like, let's let's get everybody ready. I'm not sure who yeah. who we're going up against yet. I'm not sure what we're going up against yet, but like I'm going to need some bodies soon. So let's get the boys going. Let's get the boys ready. Let's you know, let's in, in the Call of Duty world, like firing, like we're firing. We're not on yet, but we're firing. Let's get ready. Yeah. Let's yeah. get up. Let's yeah. get up. I like that. I I, I think that's firing. It. it takes it takes a while. The Raven Note might literally just say firing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Cool. So now, as we're introducing some characters, one that I did want to spotlight really quick because his name wasn't actually mentioned in the episode. Um, Harold Westerling is the Lord Commander of Viserys's King Guard. King's Guard. Right. Um, he's actually one of the few characters that we're going to see that is not going to end up really picking his side. His side is purely with Viserys trying to hold everything together. So, yeah. um, you know, it looks like, I mean, it looks like his love for Rhaenyra was real with their small dialogue that they had. Yeah, they have um, a few, they have two scenes together where they're really genuine. When she lands at the beginning on Cyrax, he's, he's the one waiting for her. You know, he seems like to 50. kind of be like the King's guard. Like 12. Yeah, it's Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones. It's oh, I think I think it's more like a uncle, father, daughter. yeah, father daughter. I think yeah. he's like a like a really like he's waiting for a kind of, and he's like you know my head will end up on a spike if something bad happens to you, you know. So he's sort of like he sort of reminded me, obviously the good version like of like even before Joffrey was king, how the Hound always kind of was 
uh, Robert's like Kingsguard that watched him, you know? That's sort of how I feel that this Kingsguard is. Like, yeah, he's Viserys' Kingsguard, but he's always on the princess. You know what I mean? He's always keeping an eye on her. Because even at the melee or at the tourney, he's, like, right next to her answering her questions, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think I, I definitely see the angle you're coming from there. But I think that Clegane was very much a dog of House Lannister. Whereas I think Westerling is one of, like, a, a true knight that is there to protect the king's family. Oh, no, for sure. I was more saying just to, I think it's like his job is to like watch her. You know what I mean? Kind of like oh, how yeah. the hounds was to watch Joffrey. Yeah. Like I think King gotcha. Viserys is like Yeah. Can... I, I kind of got more of like a Jorah Daenerys kind of vibe to it like hey, like I like you and I'll follow you but also like sup. That's uh, that's just kind of where I took it. <laughs> he's he's Could like be wrong. hey, let's be wrong. He's I, like, I'd have to down, disagree, but hey, everyone's entitled to their opinions. I could be. That's hey, true. I'll happily be wrong on this one, but that's just kind of where I took it. I do want to talk about the actor who plays Otto Hightower, if we have a second. Yeah. Nigel Gruff. Yeah. Rice fans, I think. Rice, not Rice, only does he play Rice Otto fans. Hightower, but he boots 65-yard field goals in the replacements. It's fucking that's awesome. Does he? Wow. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. an amazing actor, and like, I feel like all these actors so far look like they're doing really good. You know, It looks like they embody the world. The young actors look like they're you know keeping, keeping up, but... Uh, him specifically, and it's probably because the character also is well written, and Otto is like a cool character too. But man, he slides right into Westeros. Like you could just he he fits in so perfectly. He's got the Baelish vibe. It's crazy. He I, he really has adapted well to, to Westeros. I yeah. think I think he he's very reminiscent of Tywin Lannister for me. Um, he he seems like he's always like got an angle. Seems like he's always trying to be one step ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and I did want to add some color to him. I, I think, like, he, he in his own mind, I don't know that he's just, like, taking this villain angle. Like, it's easy for us to look at a Tywin and say, oh, that's kind of a bad guy. But I think with Otto, he's very much a we've got to do what's best for the realm yeah. sort of deal. That's why I think that he's anti-Damon yeah. at this point. Uh, yeah, like, so I don't. I didn't get a Tywin vibe. I like, she said Littlefinger. I'm not quite there either. I'm almost like a Littlefinger slash Varys combination, if if that makes sense. Like definitely yeah. wants what's best for the realm, but like also if the opportunity were arise where I have some sort of power that's a little bit more than hand to the king, like kind of in for that too. Like it's hard to have the Tywin vibe without the power because even though Tywin never mm. technically had the power, yeah. Tywin had the power. power. Tywin had the power. And you you knew who was, even when Robert was king, like, you knew who was actual king pulling the strings. I think Otto's kind of got that, like, a little bit of, like, he's scheming to get himself some power, but there was also some Varys in there where he's, like, he's actually trying to, like, having the meeting right after the the queen and and, uh, the baby died. Like, was it a little much? Yeah, but, like, he's actually, like, you, you did need to have that meeting pretty quickly because otherwise there would be some unrest. So, yeah, obviously then sent his daughter in to do, do the deed, but was like, we need to figure this out. No, it's like, sorry, this sucks. I'm really I'm really sad for you, really uh, sorry for your loss, but, like, yeah, we got to figure this out, too. So I, that, that's kind of I a little bit of a half Varys, half little finger vibe to it. Damon, partially good, partially wants power. Damon says something about him, too, that I find really interesting. Uh, when I rewatched, I didn't really pay attention to it the first time, but it was when him and Viserys are getting into it. Damon said something like, "He's a second son who stands to inherit nothing. He doesn't like. 
he doesn't sort of steal take for, for his take for himself. Yeah, it's a great line, and it's I think it speaks to who Otto is more than anything. Like he doesn't, he's got an older brother who's the lord of you know Hightower. He, he he's not going to get anything. He essentially a lot of sons in that position just go to the Night's Watch, you know. But here he is, the hand of the king, and he also now is potentially going to have a grandbaby at some point that might you know be related to royalty because of his Good power moves. It's going to be a grandpa. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a pop pop word. One word to describe Otto Hightower's ambition. Wow, I think ambition's good. I like that. <laughs> he definitely Credit has. Words do like, Sims. Yeah. I can't fight that. He's got like the teacher signs in his room, like in the old classroom. It's just like ambition with like a rainbow on it and like stars. He's got and, Garfield hanging on from yeah. the pole, saying "Hang in there." Hanging on the to more, each, the more each you side know. of the M. The more <laughs> yeah, on ambition. So, now, since we're talking about small council, people on Twitter. So I've, I've, you know, I've been running the Deep Thrones uh, pod Twitter and yeah. you know, browsing on there. You see some pretty wild takes, but um, one thing that I kept seeing pretty often was that people were stumped or like kind of turned off by the fact that Damon would be able to listen in on a small council meeting without like running into any guards or anything. Oh, like when he's just spying and listening. When yeah, that was a little something. So, so I think, I think, um, it's our job to, I'm I'm not going to like, you know, blame anyone here, but I think it's our job to educate the listeners as to why it's very, it makes a lot of sense that Damon will be able to listen in, um, without being seen. So Damon practically grew up in the Red Keep other than the time that he was away on Dragonstone. Um, he's in the Royal families. So just a couple generations before him, Magor, uh, who was Magor the Cruel, built Magor's Holdfest, and he built all these passages and tunnelways in it um, so that he could spy on his court and make sure no one was doing anything uh, behind his back. And then he turned around and killed all the workers that did it so that no one else knew the secrets to it but the <laughs> royal family. Sort so of an A.J. Holmes move there. Yeah, exactly. So I think, it, especially at this time period, being only two generations or three generations removed, that he would like have very much um, an in-depth knowledge of all those passageways. You know, it's so really that. fitting too, Chris, is as you're saying this, saying he is using these passageways that Magor had made for himself. Uh, in that very meeting, he's listening into one of the small council says Damon would be another Magor because Magor was Magor. known as <laughs> Magor the Cruel, who um, just tortured people left and right, <laughs> just burned yeah, people. He- he uh, he had a war with the faith, basically, and uh, that turned a lot of people off. And he did murder a lot of people, including some of his wives. And yeah, he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. But, <laughs> he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. That was he the was second option. Boy. They were either going to call him Magor the bad boy or Magor the cruel. They went with the cruel. So those. So keep that in mind as as we look into the weeks ahead, because those tunnels and passageways are going to come back into play, and. Um, no you spoilers. Know, I just don't want to see. I don't want to see any tweets saying like, "How did that happen?" Figure it out. All right. How did that happen? Listen to listen Deep to, listen to Deep Drone. My, Sims figure it out for my it. HBO like, Max crash. How did that happen? Hard. Chris replies with our podcast. Figure it out. That'll go. Figure <laughs> it out. Figure it out, bro. Listen. Huge figure for out. our brand. We did have a few friends who struggled, and it turns out is if you watched on HBO Max through like a fire. Which of our friends struggled? Fire device. Uh, Brett. <laughs> Classic. He couldn't get just it all night. Right. Just kidding. Lawyer right. of the pod, Brett, and then our buddy Jack uh, also. Oh, I, but he, he ended up getting in, but he struggled. 
Uh, we have a strong legal team. We have a big we legal team. Yeah, we need it. Brendan's coming at us with all sorts of lawsuits. <laughs> he's not. Um, he's not. He doesn't so, listen. Wow, that like that's a perfect segue into this next topic. Um, it's like we've done this. Trending on Twitter, justice for Emma, uh, which Emma Aaron, oh. of course, she had the brutal, brutal birthing scene um, with the emergency C-section, and uh, yeah. Very traumatic. That's that's nice of you to call that a C-section. That was much worse than a C-section. That was like an emergency, fucking butchering extraction is what it. Yeah, it was it was brutal, very brutal scene. Um, And there was a lot of strong opinions floating around on Twitter about it. So I'll open it up to the floor. What do you guys? What did you guys think of that? I mean, yeah, it was brutal, but that's what you're going to get from the show. Also, it was a medieval scene, right? And like, what do you think a medieval pregnancy is going to be? good also the scene was juxtapositioned with you know juxtaposed yeah whatever Uh, yes thank you gotcha with the scene that you know of the fight which echoes what emma had said earlier about the birthing room being their battlefield yeah i thought that was a really cool way to do that i mean no you're right we watched the scene and i think that uh we watched the scene with a whole class, a whole room full of different types of people from different sex to different age groups to different, you know, genders and, and races. And everyone kind of agreed it was an awesome scene, you know. So I don't know if there's a specific, I don't know if it was, because a lot of has been made about the misogynistic way Game of Thrones would handle violent scenes with women. I thought that that was handled well, the birthing scene, but I don't want to come come off sounding like an idiot if I'm wrong about that. Well, you always come off sounding like an idiot. Well, that's part of the brand, but not in this It was a joke, Sheedy. It was a joke. You're never an idiot. You actually always sound great. Um, Um, Go ahead, Any thoughts, anything to add there, Rams? No, I just, I, at the time, like, it's easy, obviously, it's easy looking back on the show and, and understanding, like, wow, I should have seen that coming. But it was one of the first, like, couple scenes of the show where she was in the bathtub and she was talking about how difficult the pregnancy was. And there was obviously clearly like an issue with who was going to be air. Like that was something that I kind of thought was going to happen. But like, once you look back on it, it was pretty obviously like, all right, this isn't going to go well. Like this isn't, this isn't going to go right. And then, you know, once uh, it was the maester who was like, yeah, you know, we you, you have to make your choice. Like it's it's either we try to cut them out or they both die. And either way, she's probably going to die. And they get them out and you think like, oh, it's OK. But it, they think they did a really good job of like, well, the maester was holding him like it was wasn't that long, but it was like two seconds. Maybe it was like maybe two seconds where it was crying and then it stopped and it's like, Oh yeah. Like it was, it was just yeah. enough silence. And I don't, I just, I just thought this is really well done. There's just enough yeah. silence at the end of that scene to make you think like, wait, yeah. is, is it, yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. And then they also, like I thought at the, the, the Targaryen funeral, they did a perfect job of first just showing Emma like you could only see her, like they kind of came up on the screen. You just saw her. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe the baby's okay. And then they did like the wide shot towards the end, like right after uh, they, uh, Renera said Dracaris, and then you kind of saw both. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that's, that scene was, they, they did a great job of making that suspenseful and actually make, like not just giving it away what happened, kind of making you keep paying attention. Yeah. And of course, I mean, we're talking about, 
When we're talking about a, a woman and her child dying. R.I.P. Right. So it's not, of course it's tragic, right? Like, but I think, I think it, first of all, if you're, if you're watching something that you want to be an accurate portrayal of, yes, it's a fictional world, but it's set in like a medieval time setting. So, I mean, it's, it's a toss up on whether like childbirth is not clean in those days. There's no like epidurals. There's no, just milk uh, of the poppy, like anesthetic, yeah. like, like you're, it's it's fucking brutal. Right? I mean, it, it, and, and in some areas on, today, it's a toss up. In our country, yeah. it can be a toss up sometimes. Yeah. You know, with, yeah. even with our absolutely. advances. Yeah, absolutely. If you're like, we're lucky living in America that you know we have what we do in the in the terms of like birth. But like, I mean, if you go to third world countries and stuff, it's still very much like that. Um, but I don't want to get too much into like modern day shit because I don't want to go down that wormhole. Um, <laughs> But I, I do think if you're tuning into this, like you can't, if you're going to be turned off by scenes like that, then this may not be the show for you. Yeah. It, Man, like, I definitely wasn't turned off by it, but I for sure had to go like, like this. I'm, if you can't see me, I like put my yeah. hand above my eyes yeah, there. Like, I think I, a bit there were a couple where it was like, I could kind of look at the top corner of the screen to understand what's happening, but I do not want to see Listen, that. we've all watched horror films and we all see, like, seen violence in films and stuff, and if it makes someone, like, squeamish, that's one thing. A lot of people, like, I don't think anyone watches that, like, with a smile on their face. I think the idea of the art and of the people behind it is to get that reaction. But yeah. when I see it and I kind of wince, and then I'm like, okay, that was part of the show. They got their reaction. I'm not going to go to, like, Twitter and be like, hey, show writers, what's the deal with make it, you know, because I think it fit in fuck, bro? I didn't think at all it was overtly violent. Like, I didn't, but... No, it was like, it, it, obviously none of us lived in medieval times, so right. we can't be perfectly uh, knowledgeable of this, but I mean, it seemed pretty accurate for what probably would have gone down at the time yeah. when their best painkiller was something called milk of the poppy which was basically just like hair have this water mixed with a flower <laughs> and they didn't have technology outside of like well baby doesn't want to come out so yeah and let's get the scissors and going into the next uh few episodes and few seasons we're gonna see not a birth gone wrong but people enacting terrible things onto other people for gain, for the, war, for power. The Game of Thrones way. Yeah. But it is it is good though that you're getting these visceral reactions from people because that means you know, people usually don't take to Twitter when it's just like like you said in a horror movie, like someone gets killed brutally. Like yeah, no it, it, that's that's different. But when you have an attachment to these characters and you actually feel the tragedy I think that that is a positive sign for where the show is going to go. I think HBO should be nothing but pleased. First of all, it was the highest premiere for HBO this year, and also it was one of the highest in a long time. They said something like, what, how many eyes saw it? Like a crazy amount. Uh, And then they also said that... Did you guys um, see that it was like somebody who's a Twitter video that went kind of viral? Um, It was like a New uh, York apartment building that was like, it was like right at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, I think this Eastern time on Saturday night or Sunday night, that was like, Game of Thrones. It was is the light, clear lighting of Game of Thrones, like a flash purple and then white. Like it was a big side of an apartment building, that and all legit of them were half of the windows were watching Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, and it was the same lighting was really starting. Cool. Like, yeah, like they got us all hooked, and yeah. they did a great job of keeping. Like, there's not one person that I've talked to that's a Game of Thrones fan that loved the 
love the first show obviously was sneaky uh, not just sneaky upset but upset with the way that ended that didn't watch this first episode was like hell yeah i'm all the way back yeah so um of course it's a very tragic scene and i don't want to discount anyone's opinion so let us yeah. you know let us know what you thought we're you know deep thrones pod on across everything now twitter instagram and yeah. the newest uh tiktok account right yeah brand new tiktok account kenzie literally uh, how do how does one get Kinsey to run their TikTok account? Because Accident- I would like to accidentally, talk to her about that. I got some, I got some TikTok accounts that I. Well, first of all, like now she's on our payroll and she has a non-compete agreement. So what uh, does what? Okay, what does your payroll consist of? And I would love all, to hear that. The deep throat ten dollar Culver's okay. gift card once a year. The deep throat payroll runs deep. <laughs> Second of all, she's going by her screen name, the first of her name. All right, so yep. put some respect on it. She's the master so, of TikTok uh, for so Deep Thrones Pod. TikTok, Deep Thrones Pod. It's going to be live. We're going to have some videos up this week. Um, yeah. So that's going to be very cool. We're going to get with all those Gen Zers. Dude. It's going to be cool. Also, just quickly to wrap up from before what Chris was saying was feel free to reach out if you have a different opinion yeah, just on how out. that Emma Aaron scene Ended. We love to hear it. Like you said, everyone's opinion is valid, except Ezra Miller's. Now, getting in some fun topics. I Let's feel have like we've got a little, guys. Like is this... a little heavy. Um, the past two topics, especially with the birthing scene. So, Shitty, why don't you introduce uh, this activity you've got? For okay, us we're gonna build our own dragon. We're gonna name it. We're gonna describe what it looks like. This would be the dragon that we would not necessarily that we would want to be in the world. Uh, like if we were to ride it, but we would love to see it in Game of Thrones. Like we'd love to see this mm. dragon flying around because it would be either a badass or silly looking or cool. Uh, so who wants to start, Chris? You want to start, or, or let's guess first? Guest always first. Rune, start with your uh, your dragon. Guess first. Uh, so it, it's hard for me to like build the look of it because, quite honestly, like with the exception of whether they're red or gold or like dark, like they all kind of look the same. Um, I guess I'll go with like a greenish, greenish tint to it because that's my favorite color. And we're going to call it mint berry crunch um, <laughs> because for some reason, I don't know where we came across this. I don't know how this is just something that happened now. It never happened with Danny or John in game of Thrones. Apparently dragons smell like bad. I was going to say shit. Dragons smell like shit apparently because I was like, Oh, were you just riding a dragon? You yeah. smell like, okay, I, all right, cool. That's a great point. Um, what does dragons smell like? I don't, I don't know, bag. but apparently they smell terrible. That's a thing now that they're, we're just big lizards. So I'm sure they smell like something. We want, if, we, if we're building an elite dragon, we don't want it to smell that bad because one, we don't want to smell bad, but two, once we get off done riding it, we, I don't think we want everybody to know that we were just riding it. So it's, it, it's mint berry because we're going to nicely minty fresh and then crunch because we still blow a fire and we still burn you. And then once you, you know, become ashes, you crunch, you walk into a crunch. So mint berry crunch. I think that's perfect. Nice. I think that's what we're calling like it. I like that. Is, yeah. it, is it, is it like a big, it's, a, it's like a half mint green, half like reddish. And it's got a little thing coming out of its head. Or is yeah, it like, berry. is it like friendly? What's it, what's its attitude? I mean, it's, it's friendly until you, you know, until you, until you make it mad. Yeah. We're not you see that crunch side. The, the mint yeah. berry part's for The that. mint berry yeah. is nice. First and it's then sour, you, then it's sweet. Hey, a little bit like a sour patch. Yeah. Like we're there. Like, hey, the, the inverted don't sour make patch. a crunch. Yeah. Don't make a crunch you because it will if it has to. So All right. there we go. That's my dragon. Chris? I told you you'd get the reference, Sims. You'll like it. You're smiling. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, so mine mine is, uh, its name is Amazagon. 
Okay. Whoa. So, guy, Did you just order a package from Amazon or something? He is, he's strictly business, all right? He's all about making things super efficient. He's a courier? <laughs> as, as, as a matter of fact, uh, he actually is. Stim's a, just ordered a package from Amazon two days ago, and that's what he's talking about. He's a, he's, a, he's a white and black dragon, and he's, he wears a tie. So mm. I mean, you wonder, like, okay, does a dragon wear a tie at the bottom of its head or, like, at the top of its neck? Kind of, or at the top or bottom of its neck, kind of. So we're going – he wears his at the top of his neck. All right. Question? Question? The, what kind of knot What kind of knot on the tie? Oh, he goes full Windsor. Full Windsor? Okay. I, I felt like if you're wearing a tie, that's something we should clear up with the viewers oh, so they get Again, the proper picture. Business. He's, not, he's not fucking around. So okay. – Listen, if you're if you're if you're five minutes early, then you're ten minutes late on Amazagon. That's a fact. Right? That's a fact. And and he's all about select collecting TPS reports. So if you ever think you're going to get away with something, no, he's tracking everything that you do. Um, he's big on union busting. So if you ever think about union union wow unionizing, unionizing. there you go. Don't don't you dare. Game over. The whole wow. city's burning down. Yeah, no. And it'd be your fault. They'd still sue. He'd he'd sue you afterwards. All because of a CBA. Like that. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so yeah, so that's Amazon. I love that. Mine is. I like that. Um, I'll give you credit, Sims. I didn't know where you're going with it. It was very I good. It. That was good. Topical, that timely. Mine is Penix. The P E N Y X. They call him the Sky Dong. He's, he's think like a <laughs> think like a hairless cat. He's no, I don't want to. He's beige. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's beige. Uh, he doesn't like being out when it's cold. He thrives in the south. Uh, he's no scales. He's just got like a smooth kind of fleshy, veiny skin. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Super Does he veiny. have two feet that are kind of like short and kind they're of stubby? Yeah, they're rounded. kind of rounded. Uh, yeah, okay. he's always ready to go in the morning though. Uh, after a ride, he wants to nap. Um, when he breathes fire, uh, it really has to build, and it doesn't come out in like a smooth stream. It just kind of flings all over the place. And um, sometimes it gets in the small folks' hair and eyes. Oh, my gosh. And that's Penix, <laughs> the sky dog. And, uh, all right. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this job. episode as much as I did. <laughs> have a good week. Yeah, this, this is the premium content you guys have been missing for the past a couple of years. Free podcast. <laughs> <laughs> free podcast. E- explicit tag. You know, I was I was wondering, you know, because I I, not to brag, been on this podcast before one time, um, and I was before this episode was like, man, it's kind of been a while. Like I missed it. Like I wish I could kind of hop on with these guys more. And then she does that, and I'm like, you know what? No, yeah, three four years. That's that's about right. That's 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 good. I I I think that makes me want to do another one tomorrow. I can't wait for Sunday. Quite honestly, Sunday's coming up, Chris. Any time you guys ask me to come on, I, I love coming on here. I love messing around with you guys. I know, yeah, I, I feel like I at least can provide a little bit of insight or at least a little bit of a differing opinion with you guys. And, and I, I love watching Thrones, love talking with you guys, love uh, love love firing with you guys, playing some Call of Duty as well. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's this brutal. has been uh, this has been a lot of fun and has been a nice little um, Christ for the last like three days all i've been doing is talking about football which don't get me wrong i love football it's my favorite thing in the world but holy hell am i am i bored and annoyed with it really happy to come on with you guys and just you know talk about dragons and, and characters and damon and hey, hey man childhood. we're glad Apparently. you came on we appreciate you doing this
We're glad to have you. So we'll we'll wrap up the episode with just a look into the weeks ahead. Um, HBO released a short trailer, um, literally titled, titled The Weeks Ahead. A couple things to note. Um, and I'll just go through and, and hammer these off. And if you guys want to... Literally add, titled The Weeks Ahead. I don't know why that's funny to me. We're going like, to look at The Weeks Ahead because HBO sent us a trailer that's titled The Weeks Ahead. <laughs> Sorry, that was just funny to me. Uh, so the first thing that stood out to me in the very beginning, there's like some sort of like mountain climbing scene. And I'm wondering, I'm, I'm thinking in everything that I've read about the Dance of Dragons, like where is there um, like a snowy mountain? And I think the only thing that I could really the wall? think of would, what's that? The wall? Well, the wall's not really beyond the wall. The Dance of Dragons, no. Um, the only well, I just that don't I know where else Snowy Mountains are, so that's why I was I was asking. That was the, the question that I wasn't like an. I really interest. think of would be like um, the Erie. If if maybe someone's going up in to the, the Erie in the Vale, yeah. Um, and then if we fast forward a little bit, twenty five seconds, and um, there's a castle. It looks like Heron Hall, potentially, but yeah. it looks a little. Looks a little small to be Heron Hall, so I don't know. Maybe it's one of the it's new small. that we see, which would be which would be cool. We're expecting to see some new stuff like Bitter Bridge, and I mean, it's obviously not Old Town because like it looks like a half burnt down castle. Yeah, it looks more like Declan's than uh, than than Benchmark. Yeah, exactly. We're going <laughs> we're going we're going Old Town reference. Sorry, sorry. That's that's it. I'm done. I'm done making um, that joke. Second fifty-five. There's an intense scene with Damon, not kind of like on a on a um, bridge almost. It looks like he's got his city watch of Maseria behind him, and then and then you see um, what looks like Otto, Chris, and Cole, and then the rest of some guardsmen on the opposite side. And what I'm thinking is that is Damon trying to escape with Maseria and a dragon egg um, from from King's Landing. I don't know. I didn't see him holding a dragon egg, so I guess we'll see what that is. Um, later on, Allison attacks Rhaenyra with Viserys's, uh dagger, which of course was the cat's paw dagger that we saw in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Which will that be- was that was. I don't mean to cut you off, but that was for me. Of like, like, we all watched the two minute trailer. Is what we call it a trailer beforehand, and mm-hmm. that to me was what jumped out. Of, like I, I get maybe I just didn't pick up on it that Allison was clearly holding some sort of like. I don't know, vitriol for, for Renera, but like, I didn't realize it was to that extent, like that sort of jealousy, vitriol. I like think the, it that, gets there. That holding the knife to holding the dagger was like, Wait, what's up? You guys are like, a lot of guys shit's like about to forever. Happen. You know, I thought you guys had like friendship. Bracelets. If Allison has that dagger, I'm assuming that it has to be after Viserys has passed somehow. And I don't know how they're going to do it in the show. But... The Uzi cut on his back, obviously. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a joke. It was a joke. It looks like no. I think attacking him is almost like, did you have something to do with this? Maybe sort of deal. Yeah. So maybe we're going to see a different angle on it, which which would be cool. Be real neat. I'm here for more drama. Um, minute thirty, Viserys attacks Damon with that same dagger. I'm assuming at some point, like I said before, with that dragon's egg, Damon comes back to King's Landing. And it doesn't look like it ends well for either of those two. Uh, minute 135. This is actually a cool scene where you just see some new characters. You see um, Lenore Valerian and Rhaenyra's kids in that scene. Um, look them up. They, A couple of them are thought to be bastards. Um, but the other two, you can tell, pretty much look just like uh, Lenore Valerian does. 
And then uh, minute 50, there's a dude in like this weird mask and he looks very like jazzed up. And I'm assuming that's Craig Ostrehar. Craig um, Peter. My, my favorite. Peter. I'm not sure. I know who that is. In that whole like surrounding, there's a lot of like cool war looking stuff going on, which I'm assuming is going to be the Stepstones. But uh, maybe, I don't know, it's the weeks ahead. So maybe it actually is some of the Dance of Dragons actually starting up. So. It looks like we're in for some A lot really of cool exciting stuff. stuff. Yeah. How many episodes in this season was it? Ten. Ten? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So, yeah, so yeah I mean, and any look, other thoughts? Last no, I just want to say thoughts? thank you for joining us, Runes. We appreciate it. Uh, to Boys, everyone out literally there. any. I know you guys have a long list of people that want to hop on these episodes and do Midweek Mayhem with you, but anytime you're looking for somebody or if you're in a pinch or if you're looking for somebody to fill in, uh, my, you, you have my number. Unfortunately, Sims can call me at any time. I don't <laughs> like that, but Sheedy, anytime you want to ask me to hop on, I, I'm more than happy to join. I love talking with you guys. This is a, it's a nice little, it's, it's a nice outlet's not the right word. It's a nice little avenue for me because like I watch these episodes and I can obviously grasp what's going on, but I'm big on tuning into you guys. And there's one or two other podcasts that I'll tune into because like I miss a lot of these smaller details, some of the names and tuning into you guys list, like listing to kind of recaps. So like, wait a minute. I watched that senior members like, all right, thanks. That's what happened there. So Big fan of what you guys do because it helps people like me who maybe aren't necessarily as smart, who maybe got hit in the head a lot, that don't pick up on everything that we can, you know, um, get all the details, pick up on the smaller things that we miss. So anytime you guys need me, anytime you guys want me to come on bullshit, make fun of Sims, I'm I'm happy to come on and do it. We appreciate it, man. Crispy boy, but the mountains are still blue. I'm in. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Look for the new uh, Deep Thrones TikTok guys. Uh, I don't even know what it's called yet. I think it's Deep Thrones Pod. Kinsey will text you guys. Kinsey will just tweet it. No clue. Uh, um, Chris, you got anything else? No, I mean, um, we we appreciate all the support we've been getting on social media. So uh, keep it up. You guys are the best. Yeah, have a great week, everybody. We'll be back with you Interesting that Sims didn't thank me. I'm just going to say that. It's interesting. Cheaty did, but Sims (laughs) It's on behalf of both of us. And thank you for waiting off the guests. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, <laughs> when you guys, right, you guys are, didn't tell, I just I love giving some shit. That when you're like, when you're out and about this week, when you're out and about this week, guys, if you see any you know weird shadows in the sky, be careful because that might be Phoenix, the sky dog. 